Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth, host of Tide to BS. Being a part of Belly Up brings along some cool stuff and partners to join our crazy journey, that's for sure. Like Manscaped, for instance. Finally, a way to delicately clean and trim your fermundas without cutting them. Because that'll hurt like hell. Use the promo code BellyUpFantasy at Manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. That's BellyUpFantasy in all caps at Manscaped.com. It's time to BS. Happy Star Wars Day, you nincom shits. May the fourth be with us all. Jack is here. He has returned from the grave as cocky Lakers fan. Uh, yeah, I have to be cocky Lakers fan because I can't be cocky Kings fan anymore. We blew it. No, you blew it. My fault, by the way. We'll, 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 we'll talk more about that later. I'll My fault. For the uh, yeah, it is your fault, but we'll, we'll save we'll save uh, we'll save all the rage. For Fuck you! And joining us in a great return. From the grave, I guess we would call it this way, is uh, the host of the Area to Tag podcast all the way from Oklahoma, Mr. Michael McGlintock. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? Sweaty. Horribly sweaty. Well, hopefully it's for good reasons, though. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect fucking timing. <laughs> oh, I love this stupid soundboard. I'm clipping that. I'm going to clip that and make it a rejoin. Soundboards are a riot. A minute and 20 seconds yeah, in, we're already, we already made Jack die. <laughs> And so I've killed myself. Okay, that's great. It spreads. <laughs> it spreads like wildfire, like stupidity. Oh god. Oh, but I mentioned before we started recording that I have a dark ass story for you guys because uh, Churchill Downs this is this weekend. Wait, the pr- Kentucky Derby. The oh, the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. Which is at, which is at Churchill Downs. See, this is why I don't know horse racing. Yeah, this is the only horse race I watch every year, ever. I do not... How do... You're a horse racing guy? No, I just... I only care about the Triple Crown, that's it. Okay, you're, you're in the same club, okay. So... Yeah, like, I, I watch the Triple Crown, if there's a if there's a possibility, like... I, the la- I remember the last time I watched... I don't even think I watched last year, but I think it was the year before, or whenever that, like... There was, like, that really big, like, long-shot horse that won the race because the winner got DQ'd for some reason. Mm. You heard about that, um, yep. and then the horse that won the Kentucky Derby. So, if you don't know how the Triple Crown works, you have to win the Preakness Stakes, which is some few weeks later. And the horse that won the Kentucky Derby ended up getting uh, scratched, so taken out of the Preakness. So it's and Kentucky the Derby, like, the Preakness, and then the Belmont Stakes, which is here correct. in New York. Right, mm-hmm. and then so like after that horse got scratched out of the Preakness, I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not watching. <laughs> There's not really much of a point to it. So. Jack, somewhat knowing horse racing, was not on my bingo card for this year. There you go. Yeah, I've watched. I watched uh, Justify all three races when Justify won the Triple Crown twenty eighteen. So, I was listening to the radio um, on my way home from the gym, and sure enough, one of the one of the radio hosts was saying like, "Oh, did you know the uh, four horses died on the track already?" 
dying. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? So me being the curious fucker I am, I Googled this shit. Two of them died. Two of them collapsed and then died moments later while race while training on the track. And then the other two, I think, were injected with some with like something was in their food. But here's where I fuck your brain. All four horses were under the same trainer. Oh, mm, indeed, my friends. Makes you think. Makes you think. That's interesting. It's sad. it's kind of sad that this shit isn't really new to horse racing. Well, like, I was gonna ask you this. I was gonna ask you guys that because we can probably agree. We can probably agree that cancel culture is fucking stupid. It's ruined life in itself. But yeah. Yep, it ruins life in so, itself, but yeah. Here's a brilliant question. Why hasn't PETA gotten involved? <laughs> I'm sure they have. No, yeah, I have not know. heard anything from PETA about about ending horse racing this entire time. Something in the past. I, I'm going to Google this. Google it. I guarantee you they said I'm sure they've had to get it. I'm sure they've had to have their hands in the cookie jar at one point in time. I just don't see them not wanting, not getting their hands in this cookie one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, PETA is against horse racing as, as well as horse and carriage as a whole. Huh. Okay, that's, again, I did not expect that to be on the bingo card for today, but here we are. We are. Here we are. Interesting. May the fourth be with you all. <laughs> yeah. Jack, you can't even hide the fact you're a Star Wars fan because I'm looking into your fucking room I'm right now. Trying to hide it. I'm not trying to hide it. You okay, see. good. I was about to say, if you're trying to hide, if you were trying to hide it, it's 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 worked horribly. Why would I try to hide that? That's that's cool. I like Star Wars. I'm not like a huge, <laughs> huge, huge fan. These were these were on my wall when I moved in, and I just left them up. Okay, so you're like. In between like Star Wars, I'm not. I'm not like. A, I'm not like a nerd, like Giga fan, but like I, like this guy. I have an R two D two that like interacts with you. That like, do you really? Against it, yeah. What is it like? Four yeah, feet tall. Cool. It's like two feet tall. I think. Really? Yeah. I'm... I can't really show you right now, but I can't no, because like... I'm sure it's fucking heavy too. It's not heavy at all. What? I can hold it with one hand. It's not oh. big at all. It's not big at all. But it's like, oh. it's like it rolls around your house. And all. I think it needs new batteries, though. It's been sitting in my closet for God knows how long. <laughs> Makes you wonder. That's pretty cool. That's fucking cool. It is cool, yeah. When, it, when it's working, it's really fun to play around. It's like a Roomba, a tall-ass Roomba. Kind of. That's fucking you mint. Probably, you could probably attach like a like a Roomba to it, and like like it'll drag it around the house or something. I wonder these things sometimes. To Amazon, real quick. R two D two. I'm sure an actual someone might invent one of these days, like an actual like R two D two Roomba. Like I know that they've made like a, a robot of like BB eight that like rolls around that you can. It does not exist. Shame. Damn. Yes, there is a BB eight. Um, there's a BB-8 like attachment for the Roomba. That's mm. fucking cool, though. That's cool, though. That's like fucking mint. That's pretty dope. They have a skin for the Roomba. Interesting. That seems pretty useless to me, though. What is this, Call of Duty? That was a terrible joke. Terrible. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'll do that again for my own stupidity in this case. <laughs> oh, movie making as a whole is dying. It's a shame. Just like cable and stand-up comedy. Movies, movies just aren't what they used to be. Thank you! At all, Jack might disagree with us. I mean, it depends what world, what, 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 like how how do you mean in the sense of like, um, every either every movie is the same, whether it's a remake. Um, Disney, you're describing Disney really well. <laughs> oh my god, they've remade Peter Pan three times prior. Stop it. <laughs> They have, 
And then, they, and then now they're making the new uh, Little Mermaid movie. They're making movie. Lilo and Stitch too. Are they really? Are they really? Oh, I, oh, you didn't know about this? I didn't know that. I need you two to do me a favor. I need you to Google Stitch from the Lilo and Stitch remake. You will be terrified. I'm just gonna Google Stitch. Just Google Stitch from live action Lilo and Stitch. It looks like you can take that thing as a pet. Jack's gonna be mortified. It's actually not that creepy. It looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Too bad. Not like I thought it was gonna look. Yeah, you made it sound a lot worse than it was. I mean, to be clear, I mean, I did watch the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer when it was first released, and that was... Oh, fuck. Okay, see, now you're getting into my wheelhouse. Now now you're... That was awful. I'm I'm a I'm a very shameless fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's fucking um, same, dude. There, there's a poster on my wall for the second movie, which, by the way, is still my favorite movie. They're making the, the third one is going to be fucking awesome. The third one's going to be amazing. The third I'm one's going to so be hyped. great. <laughs> I'm so hyped. Mike is probably looking at us like, what the fuck are you two talking about? <laughs> Look at these, <laughs> Look at these fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've been into something for a while. And uh, I knew I was when I knew when I heard that the movie was going to be like live action CGI. I was scared that they were going to mess it up. I wanted it to be just something animated or something like the games at first. And then they said it was going to be live action CGI. I was like, Dude, they're gonna ruin it, and they did for a while. And I was just—I was totally ready to just watch as that movie crashed and burned. I wasn't sure if I was gonna go see it because I—I was mad because I've been waiting for that movie to be done for a long ass time, and when it finally comes out, it's this monstrosity. And then, thank God they fixed it. This thank monstrosity, God. he says. Yeah, <laughs> abomination, monstrosity, whatever term you want to freaking it applies, and. Thank God they went back and said, we're going to fix this. And they made it a million times better. And then we got a uh, much better second movie. We did. Actually, once, once they fixed the first movie, you can actually appreciate it and realize, damn, this is a pretty good plot. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good story for what they did with the source material. For what um, they were given, for what they were given after 20-something years. <laughs> 30 years, technically. Yeah, it's been 30. Yeah, 91. 21 was the 30th anniversary. 20 was when the first movie came out, so... They should have released the first movie on the 30th anniversary to say, fuck you. It would have made more sense, though. I would have done it. Yeah, they well, took yeah. a year and released everything in 22 just for quality control, which I respect. Hi, Donut. What are you doing, baby? We we cuddling up and shit? Doing your thing? All right. The the mascot of Time to BS has returned. <laughs> I got a question for you two. Because mm-hmm. all three of us, I mean two and a half technically, Jack, are all Star Wars fans, I would say. Sure. To a degree, yeah. To a degree. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader, villain or tragedy? Oof. Mmm. Mm. philosophical about Star Wars here. See, if you look at it from... If you watch the if you watch the original trilogy and then you watch the prequels... Actually, no, if you do it backwards. You watch the prequels from 1 through 6. You, you, it almost seems Shakespearean-like. We're like, huh, this is a fucking tragedy. Because right. think about it. Anakin Skywalker was this loving little little shithead who, let's be clear, shithead, shithead mechanic, who beca- becomes a Jedi, loses his mother, loses his wife, and then goes completely fucking insane. Practically. I think we're, I think it's tragedy. Thank you. I'm not the only one. When you describe it like that, and it's like, I guess that's not really like how it's, it's pretty obvious from like just watching the movies that that's kind of like, yes, if you watch it from the original trilogy to, you know, the fucking, if you watch it from four, five, six to one, two, three, it's a villain story. 
Well, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Sure. But if you watch it, like I mentioned before, film, tra- tragedy. I can see both sides of it, though. But I'm not crazy, though. No, you're not crazy. Okay, that's I, a I first. legitimate argument to it just because it's like, like you said, just all these things keep happening to him, and it's just like... At some point, like you're not you're not going to be able to stop. Like it's like you don't you can't really. I don't. I don't. I'm having trouble like just saying straight up. You can't really blame him for turning. The- no, no, you can't. Let's be clear with this here. You do. You absolutely can blame him for certain things that he's done. Sure, hundred percent, hundred thousand percent. Absolutely. It's just you can't like. At some point, like, he just got to the point where it's like he doesn't want to lose another loved one. And that's, like, what I think what pushed him over the line in the third movie. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, I guess it's more villain-like in the, the mm-hmm. three, the original trilogy, because it's like, you know you know that, like, by that, by that point, you don't know, like, those movies came out first, they yes. were made with the idea of you don't really know 100% of his backstory. Mm-hmm. So. And you really don't fucking know in the first one. Don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. You really don't know. He just looks like a fucking badass. Did you know that that James Earl Jones wasn't the original voice actor for Darth Vader? I didn't know that. You didn't know this? Mike might know that. I did know that, yeah. You did know this. Mm-hmm. Who was the original voice actor for Darth Vader when the movie was first being filmed? If you know off the top of your head. I know his last name was Prouse. So, if you, if you watch, like, the original cuts of Star Wars A New Hope... Darth Vader's voice sounds so fucking different. <laughs> it's, he sounds silly. He sounds like he sounds like Jack, but with a higher pitch voice. Hayden Christensen. It's just like no, it's not Hayden Christensen. It's uh, no, it's not Hayden Christensen. Was Anakin Skywalker? I'm gonna Google it really quick. Just oh, to make that's sure. right. I said David Prowse was his name. You're probably you're you you're on the money, sort of. I know he was the actor who played him in the movies, but he didn't actually do the voice. No. Earl like Jones. James. Yeah, it was David Prowse. I'll just Google it. It's David Prowse? David Prowse. So Jack was right. Look at that. Jack's on a roll today. Yeah, he did the acting, and uh, James Earl Jones was the voice. Jack is on a roll today. Unlike the Rangers. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Okay. I have a great fucking question wow, now. Now we're getting to somewhere. Okay, so we are all hockey fans here. Yes. You know, two. Some of us are more diehard than than the other, but that's okay. But we still are hockey fans, right? Right. Where the fuck were the Rangers' big guns? This is the so-called super team of the Eastern Panarin, Conference. Tarasenko, uh, mm-hmm. who else? My friend Panarin. They're probably. Gonna, I heard they might actually buy out Panarin. As no, well. no, no, no. They're not. Gonna, if they buy out Panarin, that is the worst. First of all, Artemi Panarin is a one hundred point player. Potentially, he's yeah, a potential hundred point player per season. You can't buy him out. I hope it was just a stupid rumor. You can't buy. It. That's a fucking impossible buyout. You just can't. So he gets he gets an average of thirty five goals a season, and then come playoff time, he is as invisible as my sex life. <laughs> Die. Say that about a handful of players. This <laughs> like you, maybe not the last part specifically. But no, no, you. But you know what? I mean? like you can say that about the entire Rangers core. Of the big six for the Rangers. Truba, Adam Fox, Panarin, Kane, Tarasenko, Zibanejad, and probably and Panarin and probably Chris Kreider. That makes seven. This Where the fuck were they? Up. 
this team loaded up and just didn't do anything. No. Like, I, I had them out of the first round at least. Like, I know the Devils were going to be a tough challenge, but, like, Jesus. I mean, Mike would attest to that. Well, the things, I thought, I'm not going to lie, I thought the Rangers, the, the way that they opened up the first two games, I'm like, boy, these guys may actually sweep us. But then um, New Jersey got their act together and took care of business in seven. But, you know, their power play is what kind of – Hurt them though too. That's one thing they got to work on this on during the off season though. But it's not even the power play. People want to blame Gerard Gallant. He's a very good coach, Donut. I swear to fuck if you jump on the soundboard one more time. No, <laughs> no, no. I love you, sweetie, but you you must stay away from the soundboard. I love you, but you are you are very fuzzy. But no, not today. But like seriously, like Mike. You you played them. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened? They were non-existent, dude. That's you cannot blame that on the coach, though. Well, no, not everything. No, you can't blame anything on the coach because no. everyone in the New York, them. almost everyone in the New York market here, is saying they would not be surprised if Gerard Gallant gets fired. And my response is, what the fuck are you doing? He is easily the best coach they've had since Alain Vigneault. Donut, get off the fucking roadcaster. No. Skat. Skat cat. My cat, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But this is a guy who is a very good coach. Jack would attest to this. Because they, because he coached the Golden Knights. Yeah, he did coach the Golden Knights. It was he a very good coach. He wasn't their first coach. He was. Was he? No, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You're right. You're right. He was. He was. He was up there. He. I didn't love a lot of their picks in the expansion draft, like especially when like I, I don't even. I'm. I'm sure this has been addressed a million times in the past. It's just I'm still confused at why they didn't take T.J. Oshie. Beats me. He was there. He was available. They didn't take him. Beats me. Beats me. I don't know, though. It's, it's, it's irrelevant, but makes you wonder. You you traded for Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko, and you did nothing. Mm-mm. I'm not even a Ranger fan. I'm mad. Well, aren't they free? Aren't they going to be free agents? Tarasenko, I think he is. And Kane, Kane, I don't know. Uh, the reason why I say that because if they're if they are free agents, I don't think if I'm New York, I would bring them back. Let me take a look really quick. Who Jack is probably on it. Tarasenko, Tarasenko and Kane. Tarasenko yes, and Kane. But the youth is, I mean, the youth, which surprisingly, I'm not going to lie, and especially in this series, they outgunned the veterans. Alexi Lafreniere was also invisible. Well, and... Uh, um, that kid Kako, right? I'm going to butcher his last name, but Panarin was struggled against New Jersey Panarin. the entire series. Panarin? Yes, there we go. There you go. Both Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko are free agents this offseason. Wow. Ooh. Mm. Now, I wonder if that makes knowing that makes me wonder about what's going to happen to Patrick Kane because Patrick Kane, I would have assumed if the Rangers made a run and won it all somehow this season, I think he would have retired. Yes. I think oh, done. absolutely. Yes. Um, the fact that they didn't, though, kind of makes me wonder, maybe does he want to go on, like, does he want to chase a ring one more time? Because the Rangers, in all seriousness, I think they do still have the pieces to make a run. Yes. They just have a little bit more building to do. Just a little bit. They're very top-heavy. If that makes any sense. No, they're top. They're like Boston in their own way, which we'll get to that. I just, I just said they have the pieces to make a run, but then they're, they need to build a little more. They're top heavy. They're very they're top heavy. heavy. They're very top heavy. Do you think it's safe to say that the Rangers during the offseason are going to have to work on their third line? <sighs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I would need to call John, but he's busy. Right. 
Because he would probably know out of all of us. Who had Boston losing in round one? Not me. I did. No, not Jack, me. Jack, put your hand down. I know you're lying. <laughs> I know you're lying. I kind of, I you know, it was it was on the radar. I wasn't I wasn't going to be surprised if they did because. Oh god! Either way, we can laugh at it though. We, we can, can laugh. laugh we can. It's hilarious. It's absolutely I, hysterical. I can't believe it. First of all, okay. I can, but I can't. People are labeling this as the greatest upset in NHL history, but I'm sorry. Mike is old enough to remember 19, the 1993 Patrick Division Final between the back-to-back world champion Penguins and this team. <laughs> yep. Game 7, double overtime, David Volk scores and dethrones the back to the defending back-to-back champions. That is still the biggest upset in NHL history. Fight me. Miracle Manchester. The Kings and Oilers were split in 1982 by I think I want to say it was a 48 point difference between the two teams. Really? Yeah. Dying. I'm gonna I'm gonna check. I'm gonna verify this. I'm surprised I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, it, it was there. Though. This, this is like Gretzky. Uh, that was like the height of his powers. Yeah, like it, it was peak Edmonton Oilers. Um, yeah, Edmonton had 111 points in 1981-82. LA was 48 points behind. <laughs> The Oilers lost the first game ten to eight. <laughs> the second game it was uh, what was it was three to two for Edmonton, and then game three, Edmonton was up five. It was a famous game because Edmonton was up five nothing after two periods. They were Gretzky scored. Everybody was making fun of the Kings, like all the Oilers players were taunting the Kings, and then. Um, <laughs> The third period happens, and the Kings score five goals, including the tying goal with five seconds left, and then they win the goal, the game in overtime with, with a goal from Daryl Evans. Ironically, six years later, Gretzky joins the Kings. That's the bitter irony of it. It, it, it was uh... that wasn't his decision, though. Let's be clear with this, though. I think it was. No, it wasn't. It was. It was not. Maybe not the Kings specifically, but he wanted out of the, uh, the Oilers at the time. He wanted out of the Oilers because his wife wanted to move to Los Angeles. Mike, you've got to remember that. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah. Are you wearing a Yoda ring by chance? Oh no, I wish. No, I saw a baby Yoda though. Um, remember that era there? It was pretty cool. This is the way. I don't have a uh, I don't have a I don't have a Star Wars sound yet. That's very shocking. Me of all people. This is, this is this is episode on Star Wars Day. That we're exactly. On Star Wars Day. Well, the, yeah. Star Wars references. We had a whole discussion on like was the, were the movies tragedy or whatever. And then Darth Maul should get more movies. Should get more movies. Um. Fight me. Yeah, I, I think I think Boston. The, back to our original point. I think Boston's upset. I'm not going to call it the greatest playoff upset ever. I'm going to, however, call it a very, very large playoff upset and like something that is going to go down in history. Because when I, whenever from this point on forever, whenever I think of the 2023 Boston Bruins, I'm gonna. It's like word association with me and the Sharks. Remember 2014, the Sharks blew three nothing lead. It's like it's kind of. I'm not saying what Boston did is like that. Although a three to one lead is basically as bad in a way because I'm going to remember the Boston Bruins as having the greatest regular season record yep. ever of all time. And you blow it. blow it in the first round. You blow it. You blow it. I'm, and like it's not if if you've seen the video of my urinating tree too. Oh, I need to get him back on. That opened my eyes and made me realize, damn, this team just is a perennial choker. Like, it's... We made fun of the Capitals for two decades. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Speaking of another team that we almost made fun of for two decades, how about Toronto? Yep. Oh! About a week oh, man. Nin- oh. It wasn't 19 years that you finally... 2004. 2004. 
2004. And what sweet irony that the very same player who broke the Islanders' 23 consecutive playoffs, playoff series drought was the same man who won it for Toronto. Yep. How fucking ironic. How did you feel about that, knowing that it was Tavares who scored the goal? <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. I just want Tampa to lose. I was there, too. The hockey gods show no mercy. I have buddies that don't like the, the Leafs at all and like wanted the Leafs to fail, but like at the same time, I at least wanted them to beat Tampa Bay because not only would their drought end, but it just gets this team the hell out of the way. Here's it's like here's what we can thank though, Jack. We can thank the hockey gods because they show no mercy. <laughs> Mike, it took you that long to get it. <laughs> Well, I thought I was going to say, like, I thought there'd be like a, you know, like the. Wait. The, uh. Time out. We're going to start. Pl- there we go. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> the hockey guns show no mercy. That's enough of you. <laughs> so we got Boston that was out. We got Toronto. Uh, Toronto. Tampa that was out. On the West, with Colorado losing to Seattle. Oh. Who's your guys' guys favorite to make it to the finals now? Give me the is it still Vegas? Kraken. I'm weird. I'm all, this is I want the Kraken to make it. I want the Kraken to win it. I do. I want the Kraken to win the Stanley Cup. Yes! Give me chaos. Bring me chaos. I know Seattle won game one. Oh, my God. Do they, do they have a chance against Dallas? Yes. Absolutely, they do. 100%. First of all, the reason I just said, oh, my God, is because the, the Panthers just scored twice in a minute six to take the lead over Toronto. How many of us would bet <laughs> Vegas, Seattle, Western Conference Final? The NHL, that's going to be their, their wet dream. However, oh, however, if this, if this Edmonton, if Edmonton makes it, Edmonton can make it. They might. They might as well. I'm not. I'm not going to discredit them. I'm not going to sit here dissing Edmonton because the Kings lost to them. I'm just. I, I don't want Edmonton to make it, but I don't want. This is like the worst possible outcome. I don't want either of these teams to win that series. I, I was about to ask that. So let's all give our own opinions. What would be the best scenario for the NHL Stanley Cup wise, and the worst? Oh, easily Toronto and Seattle. Not even close. I can tell you one thing that either Vegas or Edmonton in the Cup final, the NHL is going to milk that narrative. No, 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 no. The ultimate. The ultimate New England Patriots type Stanley Cup final would be Edmonton and Toronto. Do you know how many cities would burn down in Canada? There is going to be a Canadian civil war if it's that. If that's if that is the case, which is gonna fucking happen, we can literally watch civil war thanks to the NHL in Canada. If it fucking happens, I will put all of my money on. Global chaos. Whoever the fuck loses that series. I mean, geez. if Toronto loses that series, God help us all. Toronto fans, I think, are kind of having their reality check mm-hmm. now. That, like again, I just mentioned the two quick goals by Florida. Now that they've kind of realized, like, oh shit, I mean, we're the there. Series is great, but yeah, yeah. now you got to win more. <laughs> like, it's not all about winning one series. You got to win more. Um, Yeah, I, don't, I, I think um, I want the Kraken to win the whole thing because, I, I, honestly, when I look at all the teams left in the West, there's just no one that – no one – the Kraken are the only team that I kind of have nothing really against. Like, I'm still bitter about 2018 with the Golden <laughs> sweeping us. I'm bitter about Edmonton because they just beat us the last two years in a row. I hate uh, – there's a guy on Dallas that I hate because he need Drew Doughty and took him out for, like, half the year. Um was it Jamie Ben by chance? It was uh, Yanni Hockenpah. Close enough. Um, so those are, the, those are the three teams that left in the West that I don't hate. And then Seattle's just there. Seattle, Inevitably, I think Seattle will do something to piss me off. I'm surprised I'm not bitter over the 9-8 game that happened earlier in the season. Proceeds to trade for Drew Doughty. Oh, my fucking God, dude. I met Drew Doughty. Don't let him go just like that. Oh, <laughs> karma's a bitch. I just pulled a hamstring. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Karma's a bitch. Oh, I felt that. Oh, I felt that. That fucking yeah. hurt. If we, uh, I will lose my shit if we try to do that at a Kraken. I'm falling apart today. I'll be mad at the King's front office. That's 
I'm falling apart today, man. I pulled I pulled my back muscle really bad today. And then I just pulled my fucking hamstring. What the what the fuck? What were you doing? Well, so got your back. So I had to pick up a tank of argon, right? Which science gas is fucking heavy. Mm-hmm. Compressed gas is fucking heavy. Right. So me being the sort of bodybuilder I try to be, I picked it up, proceed walked with it about like ten steps. Put it down awkwardly, and I felt a pop in my back. I'm like, oh, shit, that didn't feel good. That's not good. So I proceeded to shuffle around work for four hours. Was there... Never mind. No, I pulled a muscle in my back. That sucks. Oh, fuck, it hurts. Fucking hurts. Sure it does. Back back pain is not fun. Well, it feels better now. But if I just pull the hamstring muscle, I'm going to fucking punch a hole in the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a great question for you guys. Hey, who had the best draft? Who had the best draft? Who had the best draft? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um... Because I know the Rams didn't. No, didn't. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't say they did, but I, I, I don't. I think the Rams crushed the draft. Honestly, for their, for the way their franchise was, the way their franchise is positioned right now, I think they killed the draft. No, yeah. Mike, I don't know what to make of the Broncos draft. I don't. I'm not really excited. I mean, it's cool that we got Marvin Mims just because he's a Sooner. Uh, our draft really wasn't nothing spectacular. I don't really, I mean, I don't know if Marvin Mims, if Denver was afraid that he wasn't going to be around in round three. I don't really know. I mean, obviously we didn't give up anything really major. All it was was swapping picks out here and there. But Well, you needed a third receiver because Hamler's been inconsistent, right? Well, Hamler, I'm sure, is going to get cut if he can't stay healthy. But, I mean, obviously he's going to fit the bill uh, offensive-wise, but... You know, I know Drew Sanders, the linebacker of Arkansas, is a beast, but that Riley Moss was an interesting pickup, uh, the corner out of Iowa. That was really interesting. But to answer your question, I mean, it was a draft. I don't really um, – nothing really spectacular about it. Jack? Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's it's. I, I know Pittsburgh was up there. I was gonna say I would, if I had to pick who won, who had the best one, I say Pittsburgh probably would be up there. I'll tell you what. You know what caught me off guard was the Texans going out of nowhere. Like, yep. prop, props to them for actually like showing some. Props to Nick Casario for having cojones. Yeah, so like glad somebody does trade up <sighs> into like a back. You are, you already have the, the second overall pick, and then he trades for number three. And they go and fill two huge needs. Yes. Like, that, the the Texans, I'm not going to say the Texans are going to like just up and win the division next season, but look out for them in the future. Like that's a, that's a huge impression that you make early on as like, I, I know he wasn't hired too long ago as a Texans GM. And it's like, sort of have to do something to make an impression. I think that was like, that's a huge impression for them to make. I had a good draft. How so? I had a really good draft. How so? Do, do, you really think so, dude? Yeah. I thought the Weatherspoon pick in the first round was interesting. I mean, me and John were on a live stream on the, couch, on the Couchcasters pod, and at first glance, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Mike Jackson had a decent year for you, and your biggest fucking need was pass rusher. On the defensive line by far. If it if Carter wasn't there, you would have taken at least Tyree Wilson at five. And then he goes to the Raiders at seven. So on the same point, yeah, you need another shutdown corner to compliment Tariq. And then as the draft went on, I was like, okay, I'm starting to like it. Because if you if you look at the Seahawks draft from first from the fifth pick to the seventh pick, Kenny McIntosh, they realistically drafted five starters. 
They drafted two starters on the offensive line in Anthony Bradford from LSU mm-hmm. and the center from Michigan, who I'm not going to pronounce his name because it's like trying to read the Da Vinci Code. Oh, that Olu, Olu Watama, Timi, whatever crap it is. See, even why I can't pronounce it. <laughs> I, know. I'm not, I don't even know, like, I can't, what's, I don't even know how to spell his name to look it up to try to pronounce it's, it. Uh, Olu Oluwatimi. Oluwatimi. Try to say that ten times fast. Oluwatimi. Olu. Olu. The Olu is already going fucking around. It's like you're. It's like you're the fucking Ewoks. It's like that's the easiest part. Olusigan. Oh, that's not even his full name. That's his first name. Olusigan. Oluwatimi. Yeah. It's O-L-U-S-E-G-U-N. I was in the same boat for a while because the Rams had a player named Ogbonia Okoronkwo. Agawabro, whatever his name is. From yeah. <laughs> yeah. O- oh, we just called him Obo was his nickname. Yep, that's what it was down here too. Yep. Because okay. he, he was a tight end from Missouri, right? Who was the tight end from Missouri that you had, that you had Mike? That was like 27 letters. Oh, um, Albert O. Yeah, how the fuck you pronounce his name? Yeah, um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with that. Devin Witherspoon, Jackson Smith, Ajigba, Anthony Bradford, Cameron Young, and the center for Michigan. Five starters. You guys, at least, if anything, I mean, I know, you know, different reports are different, but if anything, you guys filled some defensive needs, though. Well,. Derek Hall can play outside linebacker or defensive end. Their second round pick from Auburn. Mike Morris is strictly a defensive lineman from Michigan. Cameron Young's going to be your nose tackle from Mississippi State. Right. He's going to be the nose tackle. And then my two favorite picks, actually, my three favorite picks are Smith and Jigba from Ohio State for obvious fucking reasons. Because you need a fucking slot receiver. Badly. Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. And then the Kenny McIntosh pick fascinates me. Hmm. I need one of you to Google something for me. Mm-hmm. Who is the only team in NFL history to have three players rush for a thousand yards? Has it happened before? With three players, three players. Because I know two players have rushed for over, have over rushed for over a thousand yards. The Ravens did it recently. That I know. The nineteen thirty six Detroit Lions is the only team in NFL history to have three one thousand yard rushers. That's the. Let's see. That can't be right. Okay, it was the Dolphins. When was that? 72 receiving I can't find rushing because we know the Broncos had four guys have a thousand yards receiving that I know the 1972 Miami Dolphins of course they did (laughs) of course that wouldn't be a shocker and then the second one is 1936 Detroit Lions so I'm going to make a fucking bet what say you that Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, and Kenny McIntosh, all three rush for a thousand yards? They'd be the first team since '72 to do it. I mean, I don't know. That's that's a pretty bold bet, honestly. I mean, because yeah, I mean, because look at—they have two guys. They got three guys that can that can catch a thousand yards in. Metcalf, Lockett, and Smith, and Jigba. And then you have four dudes in the running back core now. All four of them crushed for 500 yards or more. What say they shatter the single season rushing record? No? It's Pete Carroll, let's be clear with this here. He's going to run the football before he... He's going to run the football even in death. 
Yet he doesn't do it on the. Oh no 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 no! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! I did fall into that trap. I fell into that trap. I will give you points, Jack. Thank you. Wrong one. I was. Why not play George Michael's Careless Whisper? Lord. Oh my god. <laughs> Which one is it? There you go. Oh, yeah. Found it. That's a good one. <laughs> I gotta label this shit. <laughs> Please do. It's not even labeled. <laughs> the only three I know are I know from the back of my head are this one. This one. Smoke weed every day. And then this one. Those three. <laughs> nice. That's it. Is it safe to say the Jets and the Cardinals probably had the worst? The Jet, the Jets are the champions of the offseason. Let's be clear with this here. They're by yes. default the champions well, of the offseason. Yeah. By fucking default. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't really say they had like a terrible, terrible draft. I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pay as close attention to it this year as I probably should have. No, I don't think any of us did. I really don't think any of us did. Truthfully, I should have. I don't eh. understand what the Cardinals were doing. Being the Cardinals, let's be clear here: the Cardinals are McFucking stupid. <laughs> Let's be clear with this here. What are the expectations for the Jets? If you ask the people at U Stadium, they're going to say Super Bowl. That's, um, yeah, I mean, you mean U Stadium, you mean Jets HQ? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're, they're probably going to say Super Bowl if you ask them. They're not winning the fucking Super Bowl. I don't. I don't see it. Well, not, they're really not even going to win their own division. Proceeds to win the Super Bowl after they this comes could out. Win their division, actually, they could win their division. They're gonna. They're here's what they're gonna do. Here's what they're gonna do. Buffalo. Buffalo might have had their best shot two years ago, when they had that stupid collapse against Kansas City. Yep. That may have been their best shot. The Dolphins are up and coming. Sorry, Jack. Uh, One of the worst trades I've ever seen, by the way. It's terrible. Then there's the Patriots, which I don't fucking know what they're going to do. Well, Mac Jones isn't their guy, but... Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Make that clear. Yeah. I got you. Like... Oh, you know what made me laugh during the draft? I'm surprised I didn't bring this up earlier. How about the 49ers drafting a kicker in the third round? <laughs> that was the, that was classic San Francisco. This, like, you, what was his name? Jake Moody? You From Michigan. Michigan. Second coming of Justin mm-hmm. Tucker. <laughs> it's the, it, it's the 49ers. Let's be clear with this here. I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take an op- any opportunity I can to, like, absolutely rip into the 49ers. You better pray he is the next mm-hmm. Justin Tucker. If he's not, if he comes out and out of the gate and sucks, you wasted a third round pick on a kicker that doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, <laughs> to be fair, the Raiders did this with Sebastian Janikowski and Shane Leckler. Let's be clear with this. Sebastian Janikowski was drafted famously in the first round. Not every kicker is going to be Sebastian no. Janikowski. Or Justin Tucker. I've never even heard, I'm, honestly, I'm, I don't even remember what school Jake Moody went to. Michigan. Michigan, yeah. How good was he? Yeah. That's Michigan. Obviously not good enough to beat TCU, even though he's a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, oh my God, the college football playoff committee would have lost their shit had Michigan won that game. They've been like, Michigan and Georgia, thank God. That's what they wanted. That's what. Just picture it. (laughs) Michigan and Georgia. Just picture it. All right, enough of you. (laughs) (laughs) What is this boy? What is this one? 
That's the Church of Josh Allen. I remember that one. What's this one do? Ah, yes, the Smooth Report. Nice. I forgot I had that there. <laughs> that was cool. Well, that was a segment I was gonna do, but I, it just never really fucking panned out for some reason. Which one is that? That's Carol's Whisper. I remember that one. Smoke weed every day. That we know that one. <laughs> hey, speaking of smoke weed every day, real quick, I know I want to get back to the football, but real quick, your guys' thoughts on the Bucks firing the uh, their head coach? Did but not fucking see that coming. No, came out of nowhere. Watch them, watch them bring back, like, Jason Kidd. Or, for shits and giggles, they hire Derek Fisher. That'd be funny, actually. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Mm. I just thought that the Bucks did him dirty, though. See, here's the thing. Boonholzer is a very good coach. Yes, he is. If you remember him with the Hawks, yep. he's a very good coach. But that just confused me. I mean, to be fair, you did you did get your ass handed to you by Miami. Well, no, absolutely. But uh, I just I guess the shock of the fact that nobody saw this coming, I think, is uh, is why it's so odd. This is true. This is true. This is a very good point. But in sports, you got to win. Otherwise, uh, they find somebody else that will, or at least attempt it. I mean, let's 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 make one last time before we close up shop for the day. Because we haven't talked about cocky Lakers fan Jack here. Yeah. <laughs> what are we, nine minutes away from game two? Yeah, probably. How many of us want to bet? Hold on. Hold on. How many of us would bet NBA revenue goes through the fucking roof if we get Lakers and Knicks in the finals? My God, it's going to skyrocket. Lakers, Knicks, Lakers, Celtics. Oh, that, yeah. Lakers and Knicks would be beautiful. Well, it would be, absolutely. The entire city of Manhattan would burn to the ground if the Knicks won the finals. (laughs) The whole world we're burned to the ground if the Knicks won the finals. It, and that'd be amazing, though. We're talking like the Emperor to throw some Star Wars into. We're talking like the second Death Star gets blown up, and all of a sudden, all the planets are fucking celebrating, like in the remade Return of the Jedi. And then all of a sudden, we get like the ghosts of of Clyde. He's still alive. He's still with us. But like Walt Clyde Frazier, fucking Charles Oakley. And Patrick Ewing just go like, you did well. Like the last scene of Return of the Jedi, you just get like all three of them in like Force Ghost form. Walt Clive, Clive Frazier probably just, which is, he dresses up nice. For 80 years old, he dresses up good. No, the, you know, you're right. The money Willis Reed. Like, yeah, Willis, yeah. No, the money, the revenue. Oh, my God. Absolutely. If it's the Knicks, I don't see that. But, I mean, you never know. Knicks, I mean, the series is tied. Let's be clear here. Let's be clear. We just saw Milwaukee. We just saw Milwaukee lose. We we just saw, also, Joel Embiid win the MVP. Anything is possible. I think the East is more wide open than the West. Oh, the East is stupidly wide open. Yeah. Let's also be clear here. Denver is also up 2-0 on Phoenix. Anything is possible. Uh, the, the, the Kings taking a 2-0 lead over the Warriors is yep. a thing. I think, honestly, or at least I hope... I say, I say this like I think, I honestly hope this is true. I hope that that made uh, Golden State shook going into this series. No, I hear you. And 
like they want they ultimately won the series but it, like the kings pushed them to seven games after the longest drought let's be clear here the kings are the kings are going to be coming back yeah oh absolutely absolutely that team's coming back yeah mike's mike brown's got them going in the right direction oh yeah we're going to be hearing a lot more light the beam soon yep and all of a sudden, we will get the the entire NBA fan base, which is consists of nothing but bandwagon fans. No, seriously, the entire NBA fan base is yeah, that's how it, yeah, that's how the NBA half is. of them are LeBron fans; the other half are bandwagon fans. Well, exactly. I mean, it's just like when Peyton Manning was in Denver. All of a sudden, we gained all these fans in Denver. Now, guess what? They're all back to wherever they came from. Did I tell you, Mike, that I uh, stupidly picked Denver to beat my own team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I told Jack this numerous times. Might have. Yes. It's it's one of it's my. I think a lot of people would have that on that game, but you know that's what you got to play. This is true. This is true. What's the worst case scenario? I'm thinking. I'm looking at the bracket right now. What would it be like? Denver, Miami, Denver, Philly. Watch it be Miami and the Lakers. That'd be fucking glorious. Oh my god! Yes, two salty fan bases. Like like 2020, we had to beat the Heat for the yep title in the bubble. But this Heat team's better. This Heat team is better. It is. It is. It is. It's no. It's 2020. The Lakers were basically a shoe in. Mm -hmm. The the the, NBA, the the Lakers winning the title that year was basically like the Adam Silver who looks like a bowling pin by the way, just threw darts at a dartboard and was like, "Yep, fuck it, let's go for it." <laughs> I would like to see the Lakers and the Knicks. No, that'd be fucking glorious. Um, cool. The thing is, the only tr- the, the only thing is, I'm not gonna like write off the Warriors at all in this series oh, no. for obvious reasons, especially since what are they 19 and 0 in in playoff series against the West with uh, their coach with Steve Kerr. Yeah, they're good. Um, they're gonna be a tough out. Yeah, they're gonna be a really really tough really out. tough uh, out. I think I think this is probably like this is kind of like the gatekeeper series for the Lakers, I feel like. If they if they win this series, they're probably going to go all the way, or at least they're going to the finals. If they, get, if they can beat, considering how the year started and considering what they've evolved to over the course of the season with people like D'Angelo Russell, with people like uh, Rui Hachimura, um, there was one other guy. Who am I thinking of? Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt. Anthony Davis, obviously, he's a beast on defense. I mean, and that's not even talking about LeBron. It's like this team is probably if they beat Golden State, they're probably going to make a huge run. So, um, just the the last thing I'm going to talk about, by the way, is how much of an absolute clown fest that Dylan Brooks is. Yes, I forgot to do that shit. This is what happens. No, this is fucking hate NBA trash talking for this fucking reason. I love when Karma slaps somebody who's trash-talking one of my teams. I love it. Because Dylan Brooks is essentially NBA Skip Bayless. He averages 1.5 points per game. I need, I, need, yep. I need to talk about what he did for those, for those listening who may not know. Basically, what this guy did is talk... I don't even know where Dan went. I you talked... You talked... I threw my phone because I was he, mad. He talked unbelievable amounts of of manure on LeBron James and just talked about how he's washed. He only respects like 40 points or whatever the hell he said, something along those lines. I don't even fucking know. It doesn't matter. His bark was worse than his bite. Yep. Yep. He was horrible in that series. I still, I'm going to remember game three when like in the overtime of game three, he, he was like one-on-one against LeBron and the announcers were like, he wanted LeBron. He's got LeBron and LeBron just, Owns him, absolutely owns him. Gets the and one towards on the on the shooting foul, and it's like man, just knowing all the amount of shit talk. And if that weren't enough, like it's bad enough that LeBron just made him eat his words. He just he wusses out of the media session, <laughs> mandatory media availability after the game, and he just he doesn't show up. He just quits. It's it's just it's chicken shit. It really is, and it's like you're like. 
willing to talk that much shit, you better be ready to back it up whether or not it goes your way. Here's a here's a funny fucking story for you before we close up shop for the day. Because we got a minute and a half left. Actress and and creator of one of the most famous court cases in Hollywood history, Amber Heard quits Hollywood and moves to Madrid, where she, quote, wants to be a mother. Now she can finally do her own shit in peace. Come on, that's funny. Wow. <laughs> no. Ter- do I get the, the, the incorrect game noise? <laughs> yeah, the incorrect game noise. Damn it! <laughs> uh. I need to point this out, by the way, because it's not something that I no- I noticed. Uh, I, I I noticed it about like midway through the show. And I need to point it out, Mike. Is that is that I, I like the Zappers flag in the background? Indeed, indeed. Represent, represent. Absolutely. Um, twenty twenty two or season two, whatever year it was. FCF whatever, yeah, Champions. whatever you want to call that. Whatever the hell it was, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. We won that title. Uh, we traded Terrell Owens mid season. Still <laughs> unbelievable. If Terrell you, Owens, Seahawk legend, you know. by the way. Yeah, you do. Terrell Owens, Seahawk legend. He, he, he actually made a comeback and played in uh, fan-controlled mm-hmm. football. Unbelievable. And, uh, the Zappers traded him midseason. <laughs> Unbelievable. He was so bad. He was terrible. <laughs> he, had a, like, he had a touchdown, but like the team was just getting their asses kicked. Yeah, like, they Manziel were. was like in and out for half. Yes, Johnny Manziel played for this team, too, by the way. Unbelievable. Where the hell is he, by the way? I don't Played know. FCF football. Is he still alive? Oh, yeah, he's around. He's around. He's around. Can I? I okay, what, one last thing before we actually close up shop for the day. You can play in arena football. I remember, I remember when Johnny Manziel was getting drafted, and oh, I was in high school at the time, and everyone was saying Johnny Manziel will become the greatest football player ever. And meanwhile, I'm like, you only say that because he's a frat boy and drinks Bud Light. And they were like, no, it's not true. I'm like, name me one good thing about Johnny Manziel other than the fact he won the Heisman his freshman year. Name me one good thing he does. Yep. Well, we're waiting. <laughs> and sure enough, Merrill Hodge. By the way, I need to fucking get him on here so I can pick his brain. He said, and I quote, whoever makes that pick be gone in two years, will be gone in two years, and I expect Manziel to be gone in two years. Bam, he was right. It's on YouTube. Fucking look it up. I believe you. I believe him. First take. And then Skip Bayless, of course he does, says, Merrill Hodge, you could not be any more wrong. Johnny Manziel will be bigger and... Anywhere he goes, and sure enough, he'd be bigger in Cleveland than LeBron James ever was. And I responded with, mm. "No, bad skip, bad skip." Skip just needs to retire. Should have retired. Skip, uh, he should have retired after the whole uh, Demar Hamlin yep. stuff. That was oh, bad. that was bad. I was his Twitter was very uncontrolled and disgusting. I was just thinking too recently that like that was the whole thing and like I'm honestly surprised that that show is still going. Oh, Shannon Sharp was gonna kill him. Shannon Sharp would have killed. I remember he took the, he took the first episode that they aired after that after that incident. He like he was out for that episode. Like he didn't show up because Shannon Sharp would have killed him. <laughs> and like, he would have been like Perk he, Angle in 2017. A in the very next episode, he was trying to like explain why he missed the, he missed uh, that episode. He was trying to explain why he took it off, and uh, uh, Skip interrupted him, and Shannon was just right. He was done with him. He was absolutely done with him. Mike, you'll love this reference. It was like when Karen Angle or when Karen Jarrett was cheating on Jeff Jarrett with Kurt Angle. Or was the other way around? They got there. No, no, that was it. Yeah. I got the other way around. No, it was Karen Karen Angle cheating with, on Kurt Angle with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and That's Jim Cornette famously said, 
And then Kurt Angle would, would said he would kill Jeff Jarrett, and he's very capable of doing so. I'm like, no shit! <laughs> Jim Cornette for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Please. He needs to be in there. Thank you. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for us here on this lovely episode, Time to BS, the Star Wars edition. Uh, and by the way, uh, new episodes of BS Sessions will be coming soon. Probably. Uh, when the fourth microphone decides to come in. Um, so that's delightful. So there'll be not only three microphones here, but there'll also be a fourth one for us to dick around and do stupid shit. So, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Daniel Smooth. We're coming to you from the... Well, one of us is... One's from California, other one's in fucking Oklahoma. <laughs> My name is Daniel Smooth. I was coming to you from the beaches of Long Island, New York, and I will see you in this life or the next one. Later, guys.